0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Dynasty fantasy football has been played for decades, but it's seeing a resurgence in popularity. Those players who play in keeper leagues and dynasty leagues are among the most passionate fantasy football players. They want to know market values and do trades all year long. I'm Alan Soslowski from Rotowire, and in this episode, I'm talking with Jerry Donabedian, a longtime Rotowire writer and analyst. We're going to talk about wide receivers that are undervalued on the dynasty market. And January and February is the perfect time to trade for these veteran players. People start to accumulate rookie picks and the undervalue veterans. What I found fascinating was that Jerry's list consisted of a lot of younger players that had down years. Whereas my list was older veteran players that are still producing at an elite level, but their market value, their trade value has been depressed. I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging conversation that Jerry and I, who we had disagreements on a lot of these players, I could tell when I was talking to Jerry. Jerry, he was starting to shrug at some uh, at some of my picks, and I I was shrugging at some of his picks. But that's what's so great about Dynasty Fantasy Football. There's so many avenues to get a championship. RotoWire's just updated. Our Superflex Dynasty rankings, our two quarterback rankings. You can see them now for free for 10 days. Just go to rotawire.com forward slash try. You can see all of our premium content free. <sighs> Dynasty fantasy football, man. This is you know January. I would, I would say right after the Super Bowl is when that startup season begins. What um are you, how many dynasty leagues are you in?
2: So right now, I, I want to say I'm in six, but I'm I just dropped out of two, um, but I might be I might be replacing them. I might so I might end up in more than six. But basically, have, my goal is to have it all on one or two different sites. Like last year, I was playing on I think. Four different platforms for Dynasty, uh, including two where I only had one team. So it's just a lot of work on Sundays, especially in the leagues that aren't best ball scoring. Uh, so I guess the answer is six to eight, probably.
1: Yeah, I think that for me, it's like if if my Dynasty leagues aren't you know, on sleeper, I'm not doing them anymore. I'm I'm in like 25 Dynasty leagues. I'm in, you know I have a serious problem, but that's what Dynasty league players do because every time they do a draft they they say oh if i just had one more opportunity to do this over you know like it's just if i just had one more league i could get it right i mean we yeah. all experience that so what is your what's your basically what's your basic dynasty philosophy like how do you like to do a startup let's say it's just in a traditional one qb league
2: startup so i'm i'll usually go for win now in a startup um i actually saw someone post a team on twitter that i liked a lot like a strategy i might use like i might draft like brady Um, you know, if I have a really early pick, maybe go for like McCaffrey, uh, and then I'll try to win for the first year or two and plan on doing like almost a full rebuild. I think usually in a startup, you'll see a few teams, at least that do the opposite, right? They try to load up on young players. They sacrifice the first year or two. Um, I think, so I usually like to go the other way around. I don't know if that's smarter or I'm just impatient, but I do also like getting to then do a full rebuild a year or two down the line.
1: Yeah, and no, I always hear people talking about like a productive struggle where they they draft a ton of rookies, a ton of unproven second year players, and what I realize is that they're they're in perpetual rebuild mode, and those guys are always trading their once that, those players hit, they immediately trade them away for more rookie picks. They're, yeah. in perpe- they're in perpetual rebuild; it never works. I think you always. I don't have the stomach for like, hey, I'm going to win in two years from now or three years from now. I am always trying to win now, so I'm with you. Like, and that's like our that's what our topic is for today. And we're going to talk about must uh, undervalued players, like must buy wide receivers, players that are basically undervalued by the dynasty community, not so much by the redraft community. That you can get for cheaper than their market value. And when I when I say that is, I mean like for example, like players, older veterans. You're going to see them fall tumble down the dynasty board. But when the redraft rankings come out in August and July, those guys are in the top twenty at their position. It, it right. makes me laugh every single year. So, what is um what is your superpower as a fantasy football player? What what do you think your edges?
2: Um, ruthlessness. So you know how you said you don't like a productive struggle. I'll do. I like a f- full tank. Like in my favorite league, which I just won this last year two years ago i won zero games was like the joke of the league i mean i was my it was just the most blatant tank you'll ever see uh but it, it worked out so i guess i'm if i do go for the rebuild i go really really hard and i'm willing to finish last place one or two years in a row to build that super team um but I don't I do not do the thing you said, where as soon as my young guys do well, I then trade them for younger guys. Now I keep them because eventually you do need to win.
1: But you do see that, right? Like in right. some of your leagues, there's always those guys, the, those fantasy managers that the minute someone hits, sell high, right? Sell high immediately. As soon as somebody, what can I get? I'm on all these dynasty boards and I see what can I get for, so last night, what can I get for Cam Akers? It's like... Hold the guy, right? Hold hold them. Let's see what actually happens. Um, we were talking a little bit about dynasty philosophy and a startup. So I've gone back and forth. Like last year in my startups, I just I just collected young running backs in the first couple rounds. Like I was DeAndre Swift in the first, Antonio Gibson in the second. I mean, and then I just filled in with veteran wide receivers, like the the undervalued guys from last year, the Jarvis Landry's, the Robbie Andersons. Obviously, a lot of those guys, they didn't pan out. So I'm now swinging back the other way this season, where I'm focused a little bit more on the young, proven, proven wide receivers, and then fill in because I feel like in Dynasty you could always, you could always get the Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette types, James Conner types, and fill it in. What do you think about yeah. that? Filling in with the long-term assets, the wide receivers being the the hot, the longer shelf life assets.
2: Yeah, it depends. It depends so much on the league format. I think my inclination is to build around wide receivers because they do have a longer career span than running backs, uh, get hurt less often, miss fewer games during their primes. Uh, but that said, in a lot of leagues, like, a pretty good wide receiver is worth almost nothing, right? You're really just looking for the next Jefferson. And I can see that's maybe part of why people are always flipping those assets. Like, oh, well, T. Higgins is good, but he's not Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase good. So I'll trade him for a few picks. Maybe I get the next Justin Jefferson. Meanwhile, it's like how many 1,200-yard seasons are you going to miss out on in the meantime?
1: Yeah, and by the way, today's podcast, this Fantasy Football Podcast, is brought to you by WinBet. Uh, WinBet. Is a, our partner all season long, and if there's one thing we appreciate at RotoWire, it's making a good decisions, even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks! I have an incredible offer for you from RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor of RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action, user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want to break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino, take a spin and roulette, double down down blackjack. Um, slam the slots or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner uh, for Rotowire Fantasy Podcast. Right, I'm here with Jerry Donabedian. I'm Alan Soslowski from Rotowire. And our brand new Dynasty pa- Podcast. I think the Dynasty content is underserved. I mean, I mean there's a lot of Dynasty Podcasts Podcast out there but do you agree i mean it is having a surge in popularity i am seeing more and more casual players jerry go into the dynasty space or at least be curious about it
2: yeah and i mean i wasn't i wouldn't say i was a casual player i haven't been for a decade um but i'm fairly new to it i mean i think i've been playing in some capacity fire drivers five, six years but really only the last year or two that I would say dynasty has become my favorite thing. Like it was redraft, then DFS, now dynasty. And I don't really see that changing. I mean, then again, I guess I may have said the same thing in the past. But yeah, I think more people who really get into redraft end up where I did, where it's like you're looking for something that's more, well, maybe you want it to be year round, especially if you don't, like me, you don't follow baseball, don't follow basketball. Um, so, like, managing my dynasty teams is my sports in the NFL offseason. Um, so, yeah, I think you're going to see more and more of the serious redraft players turning to dynasty.
1: I almost got a little bit bored with redraft. I mean, it, it's fun. I still like it when my leagues come around. It's, you know, my long standing leagues. But it's kind of the same thing every year, you know. And there, let's say that there's definitely – once there's a certain benchmark of skill level in your redraft leagues – there is a definite more element of luck. Obviously, you have to grind. You have to do the pickups. But even the most casual players are well-informed because of the internet and great sites like Rotowire and some of our other colleagues in the industry. Whereas Dynasty, there's still an edge to be had with, like you said, with the year-round grinding, trying to predict values 18 months from now.
2: Yeah, I do find in my redraft leagues, especially ones against high quality competition, like the difference between the last and first place might be like 20 points per week, 15 points per week. In Dynasty, you have time over years to build up a really strong team or a really bad one. You see more differentiation between the teams uh, and it doesn't, maybe it is just as much luck, who knows, but it doesn't quite feel like it.
1: Yeah, and with Dynasty also, it's, you know, um, a colleague of mine, Rich Dotson said that even when you're losing, you're winning. Like it's fu- it can be fun to rebuild if you're in a league that has a high volume of trading and people are willing to, you know, sell off those veterans for first round picks and we're going to get into all that, but today, I think in January and February is the ideal time to buy underpriced wide receivers okay and we're going to talk about position by position but we're going to talk today about our buy low wide receivers players that are undervalued by the market in january and these same players are going to be overvalued and too expensive as you get into october november december if they start to produce but right now as we know rookie fever begins and it culminates in may uh april may with the draft so we're going to talk about five players that and we might hit more uh, that we think are values in the dynasty market. And you can see all of our dynasty rankings right now on the Rotowire um, website. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash try. You can see everything for 10 days free. We just posted our super flex two quarterback dynasty rankings and also our one QB rankings. All right. So Jerry, let's talk about, I, I saw the list you sent over. I, I really like this list because this is, Your list and my list couldn't be more different, but they're this right for the same reasons. Your list is a little bit more with peak production guys that had a down year. And mine are crusty old veterans uh, getting towards age 30. Both fit that buy low category. But I'll start with yours. The name that popped off that you sent over was Tyler Boyd. Talk about Tyler Boyd and why you think he's a buy low for dynasty. He's going to, he's age 27 heading into next season.
2: Yeah, he's sort of in between. He's almost in your crusty. Like, I feel like he is in that category. But then you look up how old he is. You're like, oh, he's still, I think he's only 26, right? He turns 27 this off. Yeah, I'm talking about Maybe. when we
1: start When we start playing. Right, so Anytime right, we talk 20. about age on this podcast, it's what age will he be when the season kicks Week off? Week one of
2: 22. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. So 27-year-old, happy birthday, Tyler. But yeah, I mean, he's not that old. And I guess it's like when you look at his value, two huge things happened this year, right? Jamar Chase came onto the scene and was incredible. He's going to have a huge target share. Uh, The other thing that happened was Joe Burrow was even better than we thought. Uh, And this Tyler Boyd did not have a particularly good year statistically. I thought he played all right. Uh, but I think this offense, you look at it, there's just going to be a lot of yards, a lot of passing touchdowns over the next few years. Yes, Tyler Boyd is the third banana, but I think it'd be like a type of situation we saw with the Colts uh, back with Peyton Manning there. It's there. Remember one year, like Anthony Gonzalez had a thousand yards, seven touchdowns. I think Boyd can get back to those kind of numbers that he had as their number one receiver, as the number three in a lesser offense or better offense.
1: Yeah. And so I just looked up Tyler Boyd's contract status. He is signed through the 2022 season and 2023 season. So he's not a UFA until 24. So he's going to be there. He's about an eight and a half million dollar salary. So that's, you know, that's that's perfectly reasonable. Of course, it's you could say it's a little high for a third receiver. But as you just talked about, he is a pretty damn good wide receiver three on your team uh, on most. Team, if he hit the free agent market, he would probably end up being. A you know, a second wide receiver, almost like miscast in his position like Corey Davis is with the Jets is like a, a fake number one, you know? Uh but and also what's interesting, I guess that on the Bengals, there's no there's no tight end of note. CJ Uzoma did come on, he has been touched red zone relevant, but Tyler Boyd, especially, I I've moved Joe Burrow up in the dynasty rankings. Uh, how high do you think he should be? And to tie this all in. How high do you think Joe Burrow should be in the dynasty rankings? QB what?
2: QB. Ooh, I haven't thought about this too much. That's what
1: I'm saying. I know you're not looking at it. Like off the top of your head, Joe Burrow. Okay. That's fair. I think that's going to be consensus. I have him at four because I have him ahead of Kyler and Lamar, but I understand if somebody doesn't.
2: Yeah. And I'm that dead. depends. It's kind of one of those that depends on setting too. So like in my favorite dynasty league, we do six point passing touchdowns and I intend to be in it for the next two decades. So Burroughs, you know, better longevity projection, maybe. Uh, and the fact that he's more passing dependent could bump him up a spot or two there. Uh, but I think in most formats, I still just love the running potential and the potential for the you know 25-point-per-game seasons, although Burrow looks like he might have that with his arm. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and he has that 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 mojo about him too. And I know that's not measurable or mean anything for fantasy, but he looks like a guy that's going to will his team to victories to hot. You know, two, he's the the Bengals should be a top ten offense for the next two years. And I think that that's another mistake that dynasty players say that hey, this guy's going to be great for the next ten years. Dynasty, in my judgment, is best played in two to three year windows, probably in two because look who was on the covers of magazines 2 years ago. The, some of those players aren't even in the NFL anymore. All right. So my first buy and I like that one a lot. That was the one that stuck out for me. You have a, a lot of good ones on there. And you know what? Tyler Boyd can be had pretty cheap. So that is that fits in. People are going to be willing to trade Tyler Boyd. Um actually, you know, let's give people some actionable intel. What do you what kind of a trade do you think you can make for Tyler Boyd? Like hmm. what type of a player do you think a second round rookie pick would get it done? Oh, yeah. I think most people
2: would take a second round. Even in a draft like this one that people aren't especially excited about, I think a second round pick will get you Boyd in most leagues. Um, I think in some formats, even a third round pick, maybe a third plus a future something, or uh, maybe someone would take like Terrace Marshall, you know, uh Give him a second chance. Everyone's down on him, but hey, he's young. He has more theoretical upside than Boyd.
1: Yeah, I, like, I kind of like
2: Terrace Marshall. I may have just talked myself into the other try
1: <laughs> So okay, here my first buy low target is a player that's just is going to be undervalued for the rest of his career. He's been undervalued for a few time for a few years already, and that's Mike Evans. This is the perfect time to buy Mike Evans. He's going to be twenty nine years old. Okay, so. He is, if you, if you don't trade him, he's one of these guys that's going to just die on your roster. More, and that's fine. You know, I, a great analogy I heard one time is with these, like, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans types is, what do you care about the price of your house if you're going to live in it? Right, You don't care about the value of your house. So if you're going to have these guys on your roster, it doesn't matter what their market value is. Because, yes, their market value, these older veterans, are going to be less than what their actual value is. Just off the top of your head, Jerry, do you know what Mike Evans finished as wide receiver what this year? Hmm.
2: 17.
1: Nine. Wow. Wow, I was right? if
2: anything, I was gonna say lower than. So I was gonna say like wide receiver twenty-four. Right,
1: and that, and I think, and you're a sharp dynasty player. So imagine if that's your market perception. What the actual, what the general market's going to be. And I was just in a dynasty startup a month ago. I know, I know, I'm a little crazy, a little sick, and I got Mike Evans in a, in like the like I think it was the ninth round. Nobody wants him. Like people were drafting Chris Godwin who might be out for the entire year or for most of the year next year uh, for at least for the first six or eight games uh, ahead of him. And I get that, but Mike Evan, I mean, we, I think we agree. He's a hall of famer, a um, little bit more volatile, but he's a set it and forget it player. Right. So what I do you think about, about Mike hall Evan? Of
2: famer, but yeah, I mean, he's just, yeah, he's he, a set it and forget it starter for eight years now. And mm-hmm. I mean, Brady's coming back next year probably. And even if he does and
1: so, so you like Mike Evans as a buy low or is that someone that you're staying away from? Obviously everything's oh, yeah, priced. I, I
2: like him as a buy low. And I like Godwin as I mean it's hard to sell, sell someone high off an ACL, but in a few months, you know, people do forget about the difference between like a September versus November December ACL tear and how much that it's a huge difference in what the projection is for next year. And with Godwin and Evans, a big part of their value is what you expect them to do the next year or two before Brady retires, right? Not to say they won't do well after that. Uh, but yeah, I would I would definitely go Evans or go- over Godwin. Even though in terms of which player I like, I have always been on the other side of that. I think most dynasty people are too. Godwin's always been very popular. And Mike Evans is so boring. He just puts up 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. It's <laughs> like... When's he gonna put up fifteen hundred and fifteen touchdowns? You know, he's probably never, but he's pretty darn good.
1: Yeah. So if you were picking, let's say, if you made the playoffs and had an early exit, you were picking like ninth, tenth around there in your rookie draft, would you give up pick 109 for him in a super flex draft where value falls?
2: For Godwin?
1: No, for Mike Evans.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: All right. And I think that the fantasy manager that has Mike Evans, let's say that they don't could see themselves as a win-now team, they might actually do it. Yeah. And then I think the sales pitch that you can give to them for any of these veterans we're about to talk about is, hey, look, if you had pick 110 last year, you would have gotten uh, Waddle or Devontae Smith. you know." So you could pitch it that way. And what we know is that this draft class, well, by all accounts so far, is going to be a little bit less desirable, but that doesn't mean they're going to be less, less good. So I mentioned Devontae Smith. You have him on your buy-low list. I need to hear you uh parse this one out because there is a, a, a let's say a polarization in the dynasty market about him right now. So talk to me about Devonte Smith and why he sh- he's a buy low.
2: Yeah, I mean I don't think you know, you're not going to be able to buy that low, right? He's still going to cost you a lot. Top first round pick who had a pretty good rookie year. Uh but I think because he did better in the first half of his rookie year at least statistically, I think people are maybe down a little bit on him compared to where they were earlier in the season. And really, when you look at it, uh, his target share, yards per target, he looked the same. The Eagles just ran the ball a ton, they finally found, would work for them. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case long term, right? He's not going to be stuck in an offense that runs the ball 35 times a game throughout his career. And I thought he came in, played pretty well as a rookie, earned it over 20% target share right out of the gate, maintained it all year. Uh, So, yeah, he's not as good as Jamar Chase, but I think he did live up to the expectations of his draft pick. Uh, And maybe if there's some slight disappointment, it's based more on team context and more on what Chase did rather than any failings of Devonta Smith on the field. I think he answered most of the questions about being undersized. Uh, He's surprisingly tough for someone who's smaller than all the cornerbacks he's facing. Uh, And, you know, he held up well. He didn't get injured. He didn't look, you know, overmatched. He didn't get bullied the way Marquise Brown did in the second half of the year. Uh, so yeah, I feel really good about him going forward.
1: Yeah, he was a, uh, what, uh, like a black box type of prospect coming out. Nobody really knew his weight. No one knew his, <laughs> no one knew a lot of his metrics, his speed. I mean, we saw it on the field. So, and maybe sometimes that's a good thing, right? And, uh, but now, the thing I want to ask you about Devonte Smith, if you're if you're buying Devontae Smith in Dynasty, and again I, I agree with you there. I think he's a uh, he's the perfect type of buy low because started you saw enough to be confident in him, and then he tailed off, and that could be you know the Eagles went a little more run heavy towards the end, and I think there's some questions about Jalen Hurts. But if you're buying Devontae Smith in Dynasty, do you want Jalen Hurts to be the quarterback? um or is it neutral
2: yeah i'm I'm undecided on hurts i think he's been in so many different systems moved around he showed some signs of being good this year i don't think he's going to be a great quarterback um i think he's i'm i'd be okay with him as devonta smith's quarterback for another year given this draft being what it is i don't see them being playing players for rogers or wilson this off season although that would be the dream scenario right uh, is that he gets a good veteran <coughs> QB, but it's probably hoping for a little too much. Uh, but it, it doesn't worry to me as some other the situations the young receivers are in.
1: So the Eagles have three first-round picks. They have their own. They have Miami's. and Right? They have Miami's pick?
2: Yeah, they have. I don't remember yeah. who's, but I know they
1: have three. Yeah, so, so they have their own. They have Miami's, and they have the Colts from the Carson Wentz deal. So they have three picks in the top 19. So they could possibly use one of those picks, you know, on a, on a prospect, a draft prospect, and maybe package the other two with Jalen Hurts for one of the super quarterbacks. Now, again, we, I think we agree that if that does happen, uh, Devontae Smith is no longer by low. He's a, oh my God, I can't even afford him. Right. I mean, even if Deshaun Watson or if any perceived quarterback upgrade, uh, happens in Philly, it, you're not going to be able to afford him. So I think this is the time right now, January. If you are a dynasty player and you are watching this, Jerry Donabedian just identified a really interesting point. Even with the, the quarterback situation, it's like, okay, whatever, I'll take it. It can – the only thing that can happen is it can go up. It can't go down. They're not going to – and if they go to Gardner Minshew, I would say for fantasy, that's at least a lateral move if not an upgrade
2: right because then you're getting he's about as you know he's about the same as hurts as a pass or maybe a little bit lesser but they're not going to run the ball quite as much right you're not losing as many pass attempts to scrambles qb runs Uh, and yeah the qb at this time of year i think a lot of the buy low and sell high is based on qb uncertainty and identifying where there's downside below like where we're currently at and where there's upside, and I don't see any scenario where the Eagles get rid of Hurts, get rid of Minshew, and start some total scrub. Right? I think it's going to be one of those two or an upgrade. Um, probably one of those two, realistically. But there's some shot of Rogers or Wilson, and you know, there's not much hype about. Or Watson.
1: Throw you know, Watson or in or there Watson, too. Watson,
2: right? I yeah, I don't mention it. But...
1: Yeah, but he is. I mean. You know, people are. I, I've heard a lot of talk that, oh, he's never playing again. Where is that coming from? Like, there, of course, that's a possibility when we talk about Watson, but there's also, I think, a, a greater than 50% chance that he's on an NFL team and playing week one. I mean, he could be suspended. A lot, it's, I mean,
2: look at the history. He's playing again. I don't necessarily think, I don't know the details exactly. Does it, whether or not he should, he's, it's, I think he'll, He'll play again. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger played. It was only suspended four games for.
1: Yeah, I mean, we see this all the time in Dynasty. Do you remember that year that Tyreek Hill is never playing again, and then he didn't even get a suspension? Like these things happen a lot. Uh, You know, where the the NFL. You know what? There's um (laughs) with talent comes tolerance, right? The more talented you are, the more tolerance there is for you to have an NFL career. And I think we agree. Uh, when healthy and in the right frame of mind, Deshaun Watson is a top four fantasy QB, top five yeah, at the least. Yeah. Player. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm in a best ball, a redraft super flex best ball right now. And he went in the third round. I mean, you know, he would obviously be a first rounder in any format other than one QB, you know, typical dress. All right, let's move on. So we're going to go back to the old crusty crew. Keenan Allen is my buy low. Keenan Allen will be 30 years old Another player that is gonna be loathed by the dynasty market in startup drafts. You're gonna be able to get him so cheap. Nobody wants a 30-year-old player in Dynasty. But what did he do this year? Let's see. Jerry, take a guess. Where did Keenan Allen finish as wide receiver? What?
2: In PPR, I would guess like six.
1: So you're it's again, depending on format, he finished his wide receiver eleven, and that's only because Hunter Renfro of all people knocked him down. And I don't think, I think we all think Hunter Renfro, no one's going to be ranking him as a top 15 wide receiver next year. We can agree there. So yes, he was in the top 10 Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert remains his quarterback. I have Justin Herbert ranked as the QB three in dynasty. So you're talking about the number one target with the a top five quarterback for at least the next two years. Uh, players like Keenan Allen, their game seems to age well and again, I guarantee you, if you are a contender and you don't want to make that pick at 110-111, i pretty certain in most leagues you'll be able to get Keenan Allen for your late first round pick.
2: Yeah, he's the kind of guy that if you are going for a win now in a startup or just in general, that's who you want to target, right? Because he's got QB stability. Uh, maybe he will decline Um, You know, in three years, he might not be good anymore, but I'm pretty darn sure he's going to put up big numbers in 2022, 2023. Uh, And yeah, it's just one of those guys like, yes, he might, you look at the age and he's not maybe a long-term asset, but he's also not like Julio Jones or something where you're like, you don't know if you're going to get anything out of him. You know, you're getting a top player for another year to two.
1: Yeah. Julio Jones, though, even in those late peak parts of his career, age 28, age 29, every time he got tackled, he got up. You were like, eee. Keenan Allen had some durability concerns in early in his career, but I don't, I'm not sure how many, has he missed a game over the last three right. seasons? Yeah, he, right.
2: He had two severe injuries in his first three or four years. And I think he's only missed maybe one game the last five years. Uh, yeah, Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins too. I worry a lot a little about the fact that before they started missing games, they were like on the injury report every week for two to three years, not practicing. Uh, and then this year we both, well, Julio last year, he finally started missing games Hopkins this year. Um, but maybe that makes Hopkins a buy low, right? Cause people are going to see the Julio path for him. And who knows whether that, that might just be recency bias that, Because of Julio, in my mind, I'm like, oh, once these guys, you know, once the injury finally happens that knocks them out, they never come back.
1: Yeah, I I think that for sure, I agree that Hopkins can fall into that category. But I think we can agree that Hopkins has carries a lot more risk. We're starting to see the breakdown, whereas uh, some of the other older veterans we spoke about a minute ago, like uh, Keenan Allen and Mike, uh, Mike Evans. We not only have we not seen a breakdown. We've seen a maintenance of their high elite production, but the we're trying to find here a chasm between the market perception and the actual and the actual value. Um, And you're you're doing it. What's so funny about these lists, which I I find fascinating, is that we went in totally different directions. You're you're targeting elite players that had a down year, and I'm targeting non-desirable players that had great years. So. These are two different strategies, and that's what's so great about Dynasty. There's so many paths to get a championship. All right, I, Another guy on your list here that you sent over to me that I absolutely did not even think of, and I, I feel stupid for not thinking of it, but that's why we do these podcasts, Jerry, because I'm going to go target Terry McLaurin as soon as we get up here because his owners are furious that he was putting up like zeros. All right, so talk me through Terry McLaurin. Why do you think he's a good buy low what you think the Washington quarterback situation is in worst-case scenario, and what could you trade away to get Terry McLaurin?
2: I think everyone was expecting the breakout this year, uh, and it didn't happen, but I thought he looked great, so I thought he played really well. The Washington offense was just a disaster, and again, that's one where the QB uncertainty is a good thing, I guess, because it can't get too much worse And like, Well, Kyle Allen... <laughs> makes, but uh, yeah, it can't get too too much worse. I, than last you really
1: year. think they're going to go to Kyle Allen? I think that they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll hit up. Bring
2: in, they have to bring in someone new after how poorly Heineke played and they know that Kyle Allen is. I mean, they like him as a backup, but I mean, there's well, going to be some, some good trade,
1: veterans though. on the market this year, Jerry. I mean, uh, you know, potentially Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available for trade if they go out this round. Potentially, who knows? Uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky. I, I know that we, he's kind of like a, a dynasty joke, but he's he could he's good for fantasy football. So if he ends up there, that could be good for Terry McLaurin.
2: Yeah, right. There's a few different there's a few different possibilities. Even like a you know rookie first round pick would give some hope for the future um i haven't really i have mclaurin on a lot of teams already so i haven't explored this he might be a guy where people like him so much that there's really not a buy low opportunity maybe everyone's thinking what i'm thinking like uh, he's finally going to get a quarterback but how many you know we've said that two off seasons in a row already right i think people get tired of that even if there's still a chance it happens
1: yeah so i'm looking on the wire, uh Dynasty rankings, Superflex rankings, which are available now at rotowire.com forward slash try. Get them for free for 10 days. And let's see, where do I have uh, Terry McLaurin ranked among our wide receivers? I have him as wide receiver 14, just above Devontae Smith and Michael Pittman, just below T. Higgins and uh, Devontae Adams, So I have it number 12. I have Adams low because of uh, the QB uncertainty. But he finished as the wide receiver 25 this year. So this is exactly the actionable intel that we're talking about. Who's a player that we believe the future value is going to be good on, whose market value is depressed? I think that's a really good buy low. So, what do you think that you, what, what do you think it, it would take to get him? Like, what kind of, is there some players maybe that overperform that you could trade away to get him? Some I mean, rookies? One thing,
2: like, I would try trading Devontae Adams for him would be like i think the the qb uncertainty is one guy is more likely to improve the other guy is more likely to drop off um and i think you know Devonte adams there's still a chance that he stays with rogers right even if they, they could both leave they could both stay um so i'm not i'm not trying to throw him in the trash say i'm done with him but there's enough concern there that i would start like especially if i don't love my chances right of winning a championship in 2022 um you know I would start offering guys like Devante Adams uh maybe Tyler Lockett plus some picks for Terry McLaurin stuff like that
1: by the way hot take alert hot take alert you uh just said trade away Devante Adams for Terry McLaurin and you know what I'm not gonna throw any cold water on that tape because I love it and I think that you know we we say oh you know we we see it coming right that Devante Adams and Aaron Rodgers there's a thirty percent chance they're going to be on different teams, and what does Devonte Adams look like with Jordan Love? Right? I mean, probably wide receiver sixteen, something like that. Right? I mean, Devonte's so good. Guess. We can't.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, he's a great player. Yeah, he'll still he'll have more productive years regardless.
1: Yeah, Devonte Adams is one of the most fascinating ranks. I told you, I have him at twelve. I've seen him as high as four. Uh, I've seen him as you know. I think I might be kind of the lowest on him. Uh, I'm okay with that for now for all the reasons that you described. I think
2: I'm lower on him than you based on, but yeah, I think, I do think I have him, I guess a handful of spots below most people.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
1: All right. So, sticking with our uh with my crusty veteran, and again, I love these old veterans. I trade for them all the time. And you only, I mean, if you have a late first round pick, you only can do one. So, pick your flavor, but I don't think it would take a first round pick to get a guy who just gets you a thousand yards every year who can get you eight touchdowns. And that's Brandon cooks, man. Brandon cooks, uh, was probably the wide receiver to target in the later rounds. If you went robust RB in, in any format this year, uh, we, we got to see, um, I have to, do you know his contract status? Do you know if he is, uh, going to be on Houston again? Let me see right now.
2: I want to say he's got a year left, but I could be
1: wrong. Okay. Let me just look it up in real time while we're, while we're talking here. Um, I use sport track. Is that what you use as well?
2: I usually use over the cap
1: over the cap. Yeah. Those are two good ones, but um, let's see. Cooks is yeah. No, he's Oh yeah. He signed through 22. So that's a 12 and a half million bucks. Um, let's see. Yeah. So, okay. So in it...
2: trade candidate to one year on his contract underpriced, uh, he'd have some value if they wanted to move him. I think they'd keep him just because they need some decent veterans.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look, what, look, what did Houston just do? They signed, um, they they extended Rex Burkhead. You know, be careful there. They extended uh, Re- Rex. Can you hear me, okay, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They extended Rex Burkhead. I mean, they want veterans on that team to help aid in the growth of Davis Mills, right? I mean, it seems like Davis Mills is going to open the year as the twenty-two quarterback unless they can't move Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, Maybe. so let's start with that. So talk me yeah, through I don't know
2: what's going on there.
1: Davis Mills, uh, multiple 300 yard like games. Davis. Yeah. I mean, I if just, we re- they
2: fired Cully though, so I guess I was like, if you were going to, you know, the re-signing Burkhead bring back Mills, I don't get why not. I don't really get why they fired him or why they hired him in the first place. If he was going to get fired even if he did a good job. But.
1: You know what it struck me as, and that's you make a really, <laughs> it's a really funny point. He's kind of like he got Josh Rosen. Oh, okay, we draft, we hired this guy, and then you like you're like, me nee. just because we have him, we don't need to hold him through another year, you know. So, but yeah, I, I mean, Houston was one of the teams that didn't just lay down and and give up. I I. Probably would have held on and see what I had, but maybe they just didn't. You know, there's, there's things beyond that. What we knew, I, I didn't, he didn't strike me as a coach that was an elevator, you know, someone that like brought the team, you know, to the next level. But I, I like Brandon Cooks, especially if he's in Houston. He seemed to have a nice connection with Davis Mills. He would be my next by low. And again, this is someone that, you know, you could probably give a second round rookie pick. Uh, you could probably you know, Jalen Rager and a third is somebody. And I don't know how much Jalen Rager's value has totally been squashed at this point. But I think Brandon Cooks uh, for a contending team or someone that's on the fringe of the playoffs is a pretty good buy. All right, let's move on to your next uh, buy low target for Dynasty Fantasy Football. And this one surprised me a little bit because I thought he was a little bit more expensive. But Michael Pittman, you can see that is a little bit undervalued right now. Why?
2: Uh, so I think he just slowed second half of the season. Uh, a little bit of the same thing as Devonta Smith, where his team was just running the ball so much. Uh, and also his touchdowns, which, you know, are harder to predict, were just fairly heavily tilted to the first half of the season. We thought he played really well, uh, maintained dominant target share, solid efficiency numbers with a bad quarterback. Uh, and that's another one where I think either Carson Wentz will be back or end in the second year in the system or they'll get someone better hopefully they get someone better Uh, but I don't think I don't think there's much of a scenario where he's playing with a worse quarterback in a lesser pass passing off offense
1: yeah okay so I and also he is you know he is the number one target on that team either way I, I pretty much think that Carson Wentz will be back I just, you know, they paid a first round pick. They can't just let him go at this point. He was good enough to give another year. Frank Reich seems to like him. Uh, you know, the, the Jonathan, the, they're still going to be centered around Jonathan Taylor. They're going to be a run first team. So we'll see. But I, I, if you think Michael Pittman went pretty high in the dynasty startup I did. He was maybe like wide receiver 11 or 12 off the board. But oh wow, he, okay. let me let, actually let me double check that because let me see. Let's see where I have him. I, I have him, him that high. Let me see. No, I might be uh, overstating the case. I have him as wide receiver 15. Yeah, that's about where he went. He went around like 15 or, or 16. Would you rather have uh, uh, Michael Pittman or knowing what we know now about Calvin Ridley?
2: Um, that's tough because like Calvin Ridley, I'm like, I'm good at analyzing football. I don't know if Calvin, I don't know what's going on with.
1: You're on the games clock, games. and those are the two best guys right there. You're you're yeah, it's on like the a clock. you're
2: mental health thing. So it's like, who knows? He maybe he's maybe his mental health thing is that football is bad for his mental health, and he doesn't want to play anymore.
1: Well, that's why you know you're on the clock today. You're in a dynasty startup today, and you're on the clock. You need it. You've, you've taken one run. You've taken a running back. You've taken a receiver. You got your quarterback in a superflex league. It's time to you're you're in the market well, here for a wide Michael receiver.
2: Man, gun to my head. Yeah. Um, I mean I I do the more risky thing gone to my head so Calvin Ridley.
1: Okay, right. so you think that yeah. the upside is still better for Calvin Ridley age 27. Okay, I, that's fair. I uh, yeah. but I think that's a I think that's a real decision. your struggle with that just illustrates that that is the right area for him to um, Uh, to to, to kind of be ranked. I have Ridley right now at 17. I have Pittman at 15, but I I could be convinced.
2: You you said you had Devontae Adams around the same range too, right?
1: I have Adams. Here, let me look at it. I have Adams at 12. Okay. I've Adams twelve, and right now you can see all our Superflex rankings. I just updated everything. Our Dynasty Superflex rankings. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. You can see all of the updated rankings. You can comment, let us know where you agree, where you disagree. All right. So moving on to a couple more buy lows. Uh, who did I have? Okay, buy low. I think that I mentioned him a little bit earlier, but he is sure to be undervalued. Regression man, Hunter Renfro. I saw, an, I mean, all, what does Hunter Renfro, what else does he have to do? In college, he was that guy, right? And in the pros, I'm not saying he's going to be a top 12 wide receiver. He finished like wide receiver 10 this year. But it, it's, it's an undervalued strategy to have these plug-and-play wide receiver threes. I, I, I don't think you can rank Hunter Renfro outside of the top 30 wide receivers. Let me just see exactly where I have him. Renfro for moving forward for the dynasty rank. I might even say I I have him too. I have I have him as wide receiver thirty two. Would you rather have I mean that seems about right. I'm looking about the, the the players I have around him, but would you rather have Renfro or Jerry Judy moving forward?
2: Jerry Judy, that's a, you're throwing out all the hardest names to value here, Ridley Judy. Um
1: Well, these are the I'll tough take, decisions that Dynasty
2: Judy. I also I think I do tend to focus more on upside at wide receiver, so I sort of disagree with this the the loading up on the wide receiver three types. It depends on format again, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm usually when it comes to the receivers. Push I'm back.
1: Watching. Let me hear why. Let me hear why you, you don't like taking these like floor guys that. But because I think that. I
2: can, I think I can find them out of off waivers, off of trades, uh, as you know, throw into trades. I think I can basically, I think I can pull them out of my butt. So I don't want to give up anything for it. Yeah. Um, in- so I guess I'd, I'd rather take the shot on, uh, and you know, I mean, I do think Hunter Renfro is going to have staying power. I think he's, you know, yes, even if he's only a slot guy, he's one of the five best, which means, like, whatever team he's on is going to throw a lot of passes. The slot guy run three wide a lot. We saw because of him the Raiders changed their formation usage. Other injuries, you know, played into that. Uh, but, no, I still I still think, you know, I don't think he has that much of a ceiling. I think this year is pretty close to it. Um, And I think Jerry do Judy does still have, you know, like a top five, top 10 wide receiver ceiling. Um, But Denver is tough right now. That's one where there's the QB uncertainty should be a good thing, but I just don't trust it ending. Well, I don't, I don't see how they sell themselves to Rogers or Wilson right now after the way they finished the year.
1: Yeah, and I and I think again that uh, Jerry's a Jerry's a, you're a sharp dynasty player, and but I also think that the market is going to tend to agree with you on that one. So that's what makes Renfro right a buy low to me is that if you think he's just going to regress to being just wide receiver forty, then yes, you're right. But if you think that he could be a top twenty four, a wide receiver two weekly you know, give you that 12 point floor with 18 point upside each week, you're, you're going to be able to get them. And and it's not like, Hey, what rookie pick can I trade from? Cause it just doesn't work like that. in dynasty. you know that, I mean, rarely it does. In some cases it does. If you're talking about your first rounders, but Renfro is one of those players that you could add to a deal to get to, to upgrade. It may be a two for one coming your way. Um, where let's say somebody wants Tyler Lockett or somebody values you. Let's say Russ stays in. Okay, here's a good example. Let's say Russ goes to the New York Giants. Total hypothetical, right? So Kadarius Toney's value is going to be on the rise, obviously, and for good reason. And somebody wants uh, Kadarius Toney from you. And you get a player – back you can maybe uh so- someone that you like you can add a hunter renfro for that which gives you some more depth in these dynasty leagues so when i say buy low i think that he is attainable and he is startable in most formats especially these deeper formats that you and i both play
2: yeah yeah all yeah, right no i think i mean i think he's gonna i think he's gonna have a bunch of good seasons here like i don't think it's gonna be a one-year wonder thing he's had a steady progression uh, and like you said yeah in college too, he's just at every level, he's yeah. done well. And I know he has the reputation of being, you know, like the super unathletic guy who just wins on like discipline and effort. And but I, I think he looks a little more athletic, though like this year, like he's, he's a step faster than he used to be. He's still he step gets, slower than a lot of the other receivers, but he's a step faster.
1: He gets open. He's got incredible hands and he's just a good football player, right? He's I mean, he's I think faster that's...
2: faster than Jarvis Landry, right? And he's still one of the best... Eight years later, he's still one of the best slot guys when he's healthy.
1: You know, it's funny. We have this tendency to compare Hunter Renfro to like uh, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, for obvious reasons. You know, like, hey, it's the slow white guy, right? right. But mm-hmm. I think Jarvis Landry is the better comparison. He's, yeah, he's the not hands as guy. As
2: Landry, but otherwise very similar. Yeah
1: right and he's a reliable target that a quarterback can trust so i, I think that I, I love that comparison you're <laughs> going to hear me use that on the on dynasty podcast and i, I will Jarvis
2: landry is just is hunter renfro on steroids
1: yes we'll call that's him a, a we'll call renfro poor man's peak landry there you go yep all right you have uh rashad bateman uh on your list bateman's going to be an interesting case because yes he disappointed relative to expectation but there are like there's a there's a Bateman hive out there that is very vicious. You never want to say anything bad about Rashad Bateman on Twitter unless you have very thick skin. So, let's say that cuz I'm a Rashad Bateman fantasy manager and I might be looking to move him. So, uh, you're right. This is a good buy low. Explain why.
2: I so I think for me it's the same thing with the upside with the receivers. Um and I'm a Ravens fan so maybe I have a little bit of bias being frustrated with Marquise Brown. Um, You know, I can't remember the last time he did anything, but know, he started the season very well. But I think, I think with Marquise Brown, there's a higher certainty than with Rashad Bateman that he's a good NFL player, a solid player, right? We know we've seen enough that Marquise Brown isn't bad. But I've also feel like we've seen enough that he's not great, right? It looked like at the beginning of this year, maybe it was happening. Maybe he was having his breakout. Um, and I think some of the narrative will say that, you know, oh, Lamar got hurt and that's what happened. But Hollywood was struggling long before Lamar got hurt. He was struggling yeah. before the rest of the Ravens offense was struggling. Hey, hey
1: Jerry, uh, uh, Hollywood Brown broke uh, 10 fantasy points once over the last five weeks of the season. So your, yeah. uh, your, your statement there about finishing uh, slow, understatement.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean – and I do. I guess some might say that makes him uh, buy low, right, because owners will have so, soured mm-hmm. on him. Uh, but the way I'm seeing it is I think Rashad Bateman has some shot to be a superstar, right? I don't know that he's going to be. He didn't quite look like that as a rookie. He also had an injury, a core muscle injury, that he needed surgery right before the season. Uh, had a late debut, had to be worked into the offense. So there were some things working against him, and then his quarterback got injured. Uh, But I think he has some chance to be a superstar. Hollywood Brown, after watching every game, pretty much every snap he's played for three, four years now, I'd be pretty shocked if he's a legit superstar. Like he's a poor man's Deshaun Jackson. Um, I think the best case scenario is that he becomes a slightly less poor man's Deshaun Jackson. Um, He's just not, if it was going to happen with him having more of an impact in the short intermediate passing game. He had those chances over and over again this year. He just doesn't do much after the catch on the short passes. Uh, He's just so small. He's not as elusive as you'd like for someone his speed. Uh, So yeah, with Rashad Bateman, I just think he's a first round pick on a team with a disappointing number one receiver, at least slightly disappointing. So I'd buy into the possibility of Bateman overtaking a Hollywood as soon as like week one, of this upcoming year.
1: Yeah, and those are your fine, uh, your fantasy wide receiver buy lows, everybody. I, I like Jerry's list. I like your list a lot. I wasn't even thinking along the lines of going after disappointing young players. They're going to be a little bit more expensive than the the guys I named, and you know, and but they did they fit different team constructions as well. So I think we gave you a, a well rounded list. We talked about Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks on the older player side. We talked about Michael Pittman, uh, Terry McLaurin, Rashad Bateman on the younger player side and if you're not if you're new to dynasty and you're just getting into the format now welcome to the addiction welcome to the obsession we're going to be here with you every week on the Roto-Wire fantasy football podcast stream so Check in. We're not sure if we're going to post on Mondays or Tuesdays just yet, but early in the week, we're going to be here talking about Dynasty all offseason long. We're going to have Jerry back uh, every couple of weeks talking a little bit more about rookies as we get closer to the draft, Dynasty strategy, and some other good uh, targets and strategies, how to um, to pull off trades. Uh, before we go, Jerry, any uh, we talked about these, these players to target. Do you have a strategy to how to get a trade executed? I mean, are you just sending blindly a trade? Do you follow up with DMs? What if it's someone that you kind of casually know? What's your actual technique for trying to get a deal done?
2: Usually I'll, so usually I mostly play an MFL. So usually I'll just send an offer, but I write something in the notes. So like, let's say, so i like Rashad Bateman. I don't like, so let's say I go and I'm like, I'll write, I'll try to send Hollywood for Bateman and then I'll write in the notes, you know, I also would be interested in tight end help and I have wide receivers to spare if you need it or whatever, like, you know.
1: So you do you hold... take a look at, do you take a look at the other guy's roster first before you send, because nothing is more irritating to me than when someone yes. sends me a deal that does nothing for my roster.
2: Yes, no. And that's part of what I like, but dynasty is you don't deal with that. Nine times out of 10. That's a redraft trade where it's like, you didn't. Why would I have Kelsey and Gronkowski? No, I don't want your tight end. Like, did you even look? Yeah. So that's part of what I like about Dynasty is like less time wasting. And the you, trades actually happen, right? In redraft leagues, oh, it's it's like impossible, there's one yeah. trade a year. There's one trade a year, and it's usually a ripoff. It's just someone who, whose team stunk. They got sick of it, and they just reshuffled by sending right. their best players to their friend or, or
1: it's an injured star christian mccaffrey got traded right. when he went out week three that happens sometimes right. you know i made a terrible trade where i traded away christian mccaffrey and redraft for chris carson but we ended up both not getting anything out of either player so so you know terrible uh, so during the year I-, I love reading your your work on rotowire your work on defenses and um and your other articles that you post what is your signature p- piece of of work that you post or that you work on in the off season?
2: Uh, so I'll do this off season. I'll probably do more dynasty content. Um, I don't remember exactly what the name of it is, but basically I track value throughout the off season,
1: like um, a market watch type of thing.
2: Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember what the. I think Mario Mario Pig has also done something similar in the past, um, and I'd like to come up with something new too. Uh, still, like still kind of in between in season and an off season mode, uh, but I'll figure that out soon.
1: All right, Jerry, where can they find you on Twitter?
2: Uh, Jerry Donabee, very simple, it's my name.
1: Okay. And you can also look in the link of this video or podcast and we'll have all of Jerry's socials. Uh, all right, Jerry, this was awesome. Uh, this was our, our first Dynasty podcast of the new season, of the 2022 season. We'll be back again. And if you have any questions, you can always hit up Jerry on Twitter, on social media. You can hit up myself. I'm at Alan Soslowski. You can also check out some of our other socials uh, on TikTok, Instagram. There's at Road to wire. And if you want to get, check out all of our Dynasty content for free our rankings, our market updates, get our podcast, everything. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash try. You get 10 days. You don't have to use a credit card. You just put in your email, and it just lapses when it's over. There's nothing to cancel or anything like that. So we'll be back next week with another Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. Bye, everybody.